Welcome in. You are listening to the Penalty Spot Podcast, part two of our World Cup prediction pod. In the first one, if you haven't listened, we went through groups A through D, and now we will go through groups E through H, so be sure to check out pod number one if you have not already. And fun fact, the uh, key player to watch in group D was... Luka Modric forgot to mention it, said his name once. That's got to count. But that makes sense because you did pick them to win that group. So um, where I would say Lionel Messi is the key, um, you have Luka Modric. So. All right. Why don't we just uh, agree to disagree, bro? Why do you got to fight I, me on this? Okay. I think that's. I think there's going to be a lot more disagreeing in this podcast than there was in the first one. So let's just get right into it. We have Group E. Brazil's group. Brazil, the favorites of the group. One of the favorites of the tournament. This is very similar to probably France's group, I'd say. Yes. Um, so I think it's safe to say we're going to start off agreeing. We have Brazil 1. I'm going to agree with you on that one. You are correct. Um, and then I believe we have a different different take on, on second place. So why don't you just go into your pick and why you think that's going to... My pick for second place, Costa Rica. I like Costa Rica. We so, I saw a lot of them. Um, I'm, I'm a USA fan. I don't... No, like yeah. I don't, I don't actually like Costa Rica as, you know, from a supporter standpoint. But from, you know, this team has talent. Um, they shocked everyone at the 2014 World Cup um, with some great heroics. Getting to the quarterfinal. Yeah. I mean, I believe they won in the round of 16 on a penalty shootout. Yes, yes, they did. They beat the Greeks. Yeah, with Kaylor Navas, sort of his coming out party. Um, The man's now won, I believe he's been the goalkeeper for all three Champions League victories. Yes, yes, he has. Quite. He's got quite, he's building quite the resume. He's had quite the past four years. Yeah. Um, So I. I disagree with your pick. I, I think it's. I'm not going to be surprised if it happens. But I, I decided to go Switzerland. Uh, Switzerland. I think they're they're they have a good they have a good team. They have a lot of bright players on there. Uh, I'm interested to see Shakiri and how he does uh, coming off a disappointing season with Stoke City. It's a, he's a guy who is playing for a move now. Yes, he, he is. It's he, it's no doubt that he's going to move. Stoke City's hoping that he's going to play well because that's going to drive the price tag up for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, he's definitely not going to play in the uh, championship. And we've seen him perform. He scored some incredible goals for, for Switzerland. So I think that's going to be interesting. I think he'll play well. Uh, guy in the middle of the park, uh, Granit Xhaka who is your guy. Always plays better for country than he does for club. Yes. So I think we can expect a strong uh, tournament out of him. I wanted to go with Serbia. I, you know, Serbia, you know, my heart uh, was drawing me towards them. I like Nemanja Matic from his time at Chelsea. Branislav Ivanovic. Um, so they, they had a strong qualifying campaign. So I was itching towards them. But, you know, my, my mind was saying... Go with Switzerland. And, of course, now I think, you know, with your argument for Costa Rica, you know, I might even put Serbia fourth, <laughs> which is how it seems to be going. It's, uh, a lot of these groups in the World Cup, you know, it's 
first place, we're like, okay, it's definitely going to be them. But then two through four is wide open. Yeah, it's a toss-up. That's, that's what I love about the World Cup more than I love about the European Championships. I don't think... I think that... No, Carabag isn't going to make it to second place. <laughs> no, no, they're definitely not. I don't think Costa Rica has a shot to make it to the uh, knockout stages in Euro. No, um, I think that it's more of a a different dynamic with all the teams around the world instead of, you know, just, okay, this is a continental tournament where these are the top guys, but we can we can hit back at them. We've seen a lot of these players. they all, A lot of them play together, and this is different where um, – you know, you get a team from South America or North America in your group, and you don't maybe see all these players all that often. Um, I think that's what's so great about the World Cup, and it stands out in Group E where two through four is up for grabs. It's really anyone. Um, and people, you know, out here making picks just like us, you're going to see Brazil in that number one spot, but you're going to see it's going to be different for two through four all around. Yeah, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if any one of those following three qualifies. I don't think I'd be too surprised. So it's a very interesting group. Um, there are some big names on each, you know, on each side. You know, you got obviously Neymar is a is a catalyst for for Brazil. Costa Rica has players like Keylor Navas, Joel Campbell, who we've seen play in Europe. Serbia's got players such as Nemanja Matic from uh, Manchester United, whereas Switzerland has Shakiri, uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, who wasn't mentioned yet, uh, Granit Xhaka. Uh, Brazil, I think, is where you see the players that were left out, um, you know, where there's some notable names left out, and sort of kind of like less so than France, but they have a stacked roster where you see people left out, but you don't necessarily think it's going to affect them too much. You got players like Alexandra, who a year ago you would have never thought to be left out because he was the top left back prospect uh, or, you know, he's the top player, top left back player that people were going after. Um, And he's had a struggle. He struggled a little bit this season, and he didn't make the World Cup. We have uh, Danny Alves. Danny Alves is an is an injury, which is why he's not there. But that's that's a massive miss for him. Yeah, absolutely. Like a lot of the players that we're mentioning, they're big name players that are no longer in their prime. He's one of them, but he still has so much to offer this team. And you know, I feel for him. You know, you work so hard from when you're a child to get to this point, and you're not healthy for this one month. Right. Out of a four-year period, you're, yeah, you miss one. You're not healthy for that one month, and that's big. Um, and you will feel for him if Brazil go on to win, and Danny Alves doesn't have a World Cup medal. That I, I'll shed a single tear for him. Yeah, that'd be that'd be rough because he has truly been one of their most consistent players, um, and been one of their most important players. Uh, I am going to stick with Brazil in terms of my player to watch for this uh, group. And I mentioned Neymar already. He sort of last World Cup, we saw how important he was to that team. He was the catalyst to that team. Uh, And when he went out, obviously they also lost Thiago Silva um, for that game, uh, the infamous 7-1 game. But they didn't really have a chance against uh, Germany without their star player. He now is not who I would pick for the player to watch. It's uh, the players around him. Uh, I have Gabriel Jesus. Uh, he is their starting striker. 
They have another top option, goal-scoring option, so they don't necessarily have to rely on Neymar if Gabriel Jesus has a strong tournament. And, you know, they, they don't have to rely even on... If Gabriel Jesus plays poorly, you slot Firmino right in there. Right. Um, so they have... he. He's going to be wanted. He's going to want to play. So he knows that if he's not playing well, that he's got a a very good backup right there. Now I'm going to give you a chance, real quick, to change your Group E prediction as for second place. You pick Switzerland, and I just got an update. Granit Xhaka has exited training with a knee injury, and he is now a doubt for the World Cup. He exited training crying. Um, that yeah. seems to be a very That's- popular thing to do. That's um, in the past few weeks. Yeah. Oh man. So um, the a big player for uh, Switzerland. There is a huge hole in the midfield if Granit Xhaka is not playing. So just want to give you the chance. It doesn't usually work out that well that we record and we get the updates when we need them. But I'm going to give you your chance. Are you keeping Switzerland too? I'm not. They couldn't. They couldn't have, that update couldn't happen uh, a little bit earlier. <laughs> I am going with. My- if that would have happened. We, 15 minutes earlier, this yeah. is completely different. Yeah. Um, again, it's going to be wrong, but I'm going with my heart. I'm going to pick Serbia. Boom. Right from fourth to second. I like it. I know. It's weird. It's it's one of those things. Um, but yeah. Ah, wow. That's that's a shame. Um, but back to your point about Firmino, that's another uh, great argument for a player to watch. He's so versatile. I think he's one of the most underrated, if not the most underrated player in the Premier League. I thought he was with I think with everything that happened with Mo Salah this year, Firmino's influence and his ability, the way he played this year, was sort of overshadowed. Uh I thought he was excellent. Um and in many for a lot of times he was the best striker in in the league. Obviously he wasn't this prolific a goal scorer as say Harry Kane or Sergio Aguero, some of those guys. But, you know, I think he's very important and he's versatile. He can play on the wing. He can play up top if they need him, if, you know, Gabriel Jesus isn't firing. But, yeah, I think whoever's in that striker position, that's the key to that group and to to Brazil's success moving forward. So we're both Brazil 1. You are now – you started the pod with Switzerland 2. You are switching to Serbia 2 because of the news of Granit Xhaka's injury. Yes, which might be a first. This is interesting. I kind (laughs) of like it. Yeah, it's, you know, good timing. Hopefully before Group F – we get the update that uh, Tony Kroos is going to miss the <laughs> World Cup. It's hopefully it's not after we record. I don't think, but with Germany's depth, I don't know if that'll matter. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so I got Brazil, Costa Rica. I have Switzerland third, and your second place team, Serbia, sitting fourth. How does your group turn out as a whole? Uh, we'll just switch Serbia and Switzerland. I think Switzerland will fall down, and, uh, and you're going to keep Costa Rica. Yeah, Costa Rica. Okay. They're they're a tough team to play. So I think I think they're gonna they're gonna have a say in how this group turns out, whether or not they advance or not, but I think I'll keep them at third. All right, now on to Group F. Group F with the reigning World Cup champions, Germany. They, of course... Germany. Of course, they defeated Argentina 1-0 in extra time in 2014. The score of the winning goal... And the assister, I believe. Is Charlotte, did Charlotte make the roster? Am I, I don't I, believe so. The assister and the goal scorer of the winning goal miss out in the World Cup. Now, the past two World Cup champions have not made it out of the group in the next edition of the tournament. 
there's a chance. There, not, I got Germany at one. I got Germany at one. But Mexico, Sweden, and Korea, talented teams. Korea with Hwen Ming Sun. Um, Mexico and Sweden have Mexico have has more of a a big team effort. They do have a couple names that you know, but it they seem to play very well for the country. There's a lot of players that come from the um, from Liga MX, but um, I I don't see that happening to Germany where they don't go through. Germany one for me, Mexico two, Sweden three, Korea four. I have Germany one, Mexico two. And then I have South Korea 3, Sweden 4. Okay. Um, so I didn't want to pick Mexico. I didn't. And it's completely biased. I have no tactical reason to not pick Mexico Mex- second. Yeah, Mexico is totally going through. No my, tactical reason oh in any, any way. I mean, but my heart's in this one. Yeah, and I that's mean, okay. I mean, they they cannot go through. I mean, I think Sweden have a chance. I think South Korea with uh, Hyun Ming-sung. Uh, I don't even think I said his name right. But you never do. No. Um, I think I'm expecting him to have a big tournament. And I think, honestly, he could be playing for a move as well. Not saying he wants to move or he has to move, but I think he has a a, a bright tournament, scores a couple goals. Um, I think some teams can go after him to be more of a main guy than he is uh, at Tottenham. Maybe go to Italy or something like that. Uh, and you know, I I think this could be a big tournament for him. But who's who's your player to watch in this tournament? In this group, um, or in the, sorry, in this group. Yeah, it's it's tough to pick. You know, I've had the the groups. I had a Spain Portugal group to pick one player to come out of. Um, I can't go goalkeeper here. I can't pick uh, Neuer because. But there are question marks whether or not he is going to be starting. He's still he's. Fighting, I mean, fighting for fitness is not as tough for a goalkeeper, right? But and I, and form I, is important. Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't blame you for picking another goalkeeper. But uh, yeah, who do you got though? Um, out of this this group, I have to think that um, it's gonna be a player from Germany that's gonna take them deep into it, deep into this tournament. Um, and I'm gonna bring up the player that I already just mentioned uh, jokingly about an injury. Tony Kroos, I think he is what you want. You build a midfielder to have traits and characteristics. You build it as Tony Kroos. That's who comes out. Um, he is a great passer of the ball. He scores goals, but he dictates play in the midfield. He is the guy that matters in the midfield. Think He pulls strings. The things around him don't happen as fluidly as easily without him there. Yeah, I think a lot of what Tony Cruz sort of does goes unnoticed. You know, I think often we look at, especially even for club, you look at, I remember just looking at this team. Uh, they were sort of struggling in the league, but again, they were doing well in the Champions League. And you sort of look at that midfield. They got Modric, Casemiro, and Cruz. And it's like, how is this team struggling in the league? Just because, like, I mean... He's such a he's such a bright player that I think even when they play good, you don't really think about him. You think about all the other players on that team, but he is so vital to what they do, and I think he's going to be a big part for Germany as well. Um, I think that's a great choice uh, just because, I mean, even when Germany dominates, it's going to be because of very much down to what he does and what, how he controls that midfield and that allows the attackers to be able to, to sort of um, just move freely and... Uh, do what they do best. Uh, 
so yeah, I mean, with them being on top of that group, it's it's an easy choice to pick something someone from there. I think that's the right choice. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, Son for for Korea to see how good he can do because I do think he is playing potentially to for a move for a big move. I think his value is going to go up after this World Cup, but you know, I don't think it's going to be enough to get them out of it. So yeah, I think Mexico and you know Mexico and Germany. So. Uh, one thing I do want to mention about the Sweden team, um, I'm glad that Zlatan is not playing at the right. World Cup. Yeah, I think we should have brought that. I think we should bring that up because you know that he is a big notable absence. Um, and but he's someone who said he retired from, which you don't actually ever really retire because Sweden could have picked him, and if he refused to go, he would have not been able to play during the World Cup for LA Galaxy. There. If your national team selects you, you cannot turn it down unless it. I think for friendlies, you can turn him down when you have club matches. But for a big tournament like this, I don't think you can turn that call up down. Right. And he wasn't really he, he was injured. Uh, and, you know, I think after the last Euro, he had sort of said he was done. Um, he didn't play any part in the qualifying. Right, and exactly. they got here, and exactly. that's my biggest point. And I think he had even said, I think before they qualified, he said, "Look, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go if they make it." Then they made it, and then he said he was gonna go, and then they decided not to pick him, which I think was the right move because, like you said, he wasn't, he wasn't part of qualifying. This he wasn't, he wasn't a part of what they have going. So I, I'm not to say it would be bad to have him. I think he could be a good uh, presence in the locker room, but I think you go with what you what got you there. And I agree with that, but it is a big, it is a notable, a notable uh, uh, absence. So we both agree there in Group F: Germany one, Mexico two, um, with Sweden and Korea both going out. Now on to Group H, which offers us now, two. Group G, you are correct. Group G, uh, Group G, which offers us two exciting European nations paired together. We have. Both England and Belgium in the same group, and then also Tunisia and Panama. So, um, a little bit of the smaller teams facing the big ones. Do you give any shot to Tunisia or Panama? I give a shot to Panama. I don't know too much about Tunisia. I've seen Panama, and I've been impressed with what they did um, in qualifying. But mostly, no, no, let's let's not talk about Panama qualifying. I don't want to. I don't want to get angry. <laughs> the re, but the thing is, I think me giving a chance to Panama is less down to Panama. And it's more down to how England performs. I think one of those teams could get a draw or maybe beat England, just depending on how where England's at. We've seen them sort of fail to perform. We've seen them shrink in big moments. Uh, I think they have the chance. I don't think it happens. I think this is sort of the year England sort of steps up. Who knows how long it takes them? I think it, or how far it takes them. I have them getting second in this group, and I have Belgium winning it. Uh, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like this is a team. This England team is a team that you, you you can't be surprised when they are beaten by you know a strong unit like Panama or like Iceland did uh, in the Euros. So they have to be wary of these other teams. Um, but I, I think they're going to pull through. I think it's Belgium 1, England 2. Unfortunately, we agree, so we can't argue back and forth on this one. I have Belgium first and England second. Um, you know, just taking a look at England's roster, and as we cover the Premier League of all, all over the season, you know, this is a 
um, a familiar roster. Um, still unsure who gets the nod in goal. So I do have question marks there. Jack Butland, Jordan Pickford, and Nick Pope are the keepers. The oldest of those is Nick Pope at 26. So they don't have a mentor. Um, Joe Harton not brought to the World Cup. Absolutely the right decision. Yeah, I think he. I mean, he had a he, bright end. He's of the a quote unquote notable omission because right. he's been the guy for so long. But it was the right decision to not bring him. Yeah, I think for the most part that's true. I think he had a he did have a bright end to the season. Uh, he was, but I don't think it was enough. Uh, I think it's time to sort of go because I think Butland. I think Butland is who should go or should start. He's my pick to start, and then you have other young guys who have been amazing for for England uh, or in England in the Premier League playing. And I think that I think it's time to pass it on because I don't know. I don't, Joe Hart had always been inconsistent anyway. He's a good leader, but, you know, his play didn't really solidify him as a choice. Like some keepers you keep for, like, Iker Zias played for when David De Gea was probably better than him um, for a little bit longer, just based on uh, reputation and just how well he, how consistent he had been. You know, I think now, like, you look at Italy, like Buffon played for a long time, even though Don, I mean, not to take anything away from Buffon because he's excellent, but Donnarumma's coming up he's young so like and you know i think it's but i think there's a point where you have to go with the young guard and i think it's easier to let go to joe hart than it is those other keepers yeah i i agree and i think the most interesting part about the keepers um is it was going to be butland pickford and a burnley keeper it just depended on who and pope has been the guy since he uh, was injured and got injured which is yeah which is crazy to think about whoever was healthy for the season was going to be the game. If Tahitian was healthy all season, he'd be in this in this team. Yeah. And if Heaton was healthy all season, I think that he would be the guy that would start in between the sticks for England. Yeah, but um, I but I think... Yeah, I mean, very much could have. I, I think it's the right move to give it to Nick Pope. I think he impressed enough. I think he deserves to be there. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting because it's definitely not... It's still sort of a toss-up who, who is in goal. Um, and, but I'm going to... My, my key player for this group comes straight from that team. Uh, and I'm going to let you guess who my... I'm going to guess your key player for England. Let's well, yeah, for the, for the group is for in England. Group. Is in England. I'm going to guess it's Captain Harry Kane. It is Captain Harry of... Sir Harry of Kane. Sir yeah. Harry of House Kane. House Kane. Um, first of his name. Uh, I think it's huge that he's captain. Um I think he has a chip on his shoulder considering last year how much he got criticized. He struggled in Euros. Was that that was the or was that Euros or World Cup he was taking corners? That was Euros. I mean Wayne Rooney, if you remember in twenty fourteen World Cup, Wayne Rooney took a corner that never actually entered the field of play. That was the England baffle then. Right. Um so I hope he's not taking corners again. I hope even if he's the best corner taker, I hope he's too much of a threat in the air. I hope that they have enough players with quality who can send a cross in. Um, but we've talked about Harry Kane over and over again on the podcast about being a world-class striker. And this is the biggest test. We've talked about him in Champions League. We saw him get... Tottenham won the group. He played well. Obviously, they lost a, a very big game against Juventus. Uh, to be knocked out. I still thought he played well. I thought he was starting to solidify himself. And we said he needs to he needs to show it on these big stages. 
Um, we didn't get to see enough of them, I don't think, in the Champions League just because they got knocked out pretty early after, you know, they got knocked out in the, in the knockout round, the first round. Um, this is his moment. He needs to, if he's going to be the world-class striker that we, you know, are starting to consider him consider him as, he needs to, he needs to show up. Uh, and England need him to show up. And I think if he doesn't, I think there, I think you have to go with someone else. I think, I mean, I, don't just keep him. I know he's your captain, but don't just keep him in because he's Harry Kane. If he struggles again, there's you have Jamie Vardy, right? Jamie, uh, I don't know who, who else. Jamie Vardy, Marcus Rashford, and Danny Welbeck at the forward position. Right, and I think he's better than Jamie Vardy, but Jamie Vardy doesn't really seem to be affected by big. No, he's, he's yeah, he's not a guy that's affected by the pressure. In Euro, Kane struggled. Vardy started in the second match, scored, and then Kane got the nod in the third match, which was right. That's questionable. Yeah. So it's not only down to the player performance, but also to the the way that the manager views it. He's if Kane isn't performing, if he's doing what he has done for England um, before, if he's not performing, does Gareth Southgate Southgate pull the trigger and take out the man that he gave the captain's arm man. Right. It's, I mean, it's tough. I, mean, I think that's why it's so important that he succeeds because yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's not going to be a tough decision. If I'm a manager and Harry Kane's struggling, I'm part of me is going to sit there and say like, let him, let him keep going. He's going to get his confidence. It's going to come through. You got to like trust him. You got to give him that sort of a vote of confidence. So I'm not going to sit here and say that it's going to be an easy decision to pull Harry Kane if he struggles. But um, I certainly think that Vardy's a capable enough striker that uh, would help me make that decision. And I think, but I think it's very important that Kane um, succeeds so that his manager doesn't have to be forced in such a tough uh, position that could really affect and derail this uh, run for them. They go up against Belgium. Which I think Belgium is, you know, outside of the top four teams that are favored to win the World Cup is, you know, they would be the next one to throw into the group. They have Kevin De Bruyne. They have Eden Hazard, Lukaku, both of them. Um, They have both Hazards. Uh, They have this this team is one that they're going to be around this tournament. They're going to be around yeah, next I mean, year, have, next World Cup. They have Alderweireld and Vertonghen in defense. Like I mentioned with Uruguay, that is important that it's the two guys that are playing together. Next season, they might not be playing together, but they have this season. They've been training together for how long? For the past few years. Right. Even so, Dembele up in the middle of the park. Yeah, Dembele. And then, you know, it's a, a strong, a strong unit that can, that will get to at least the quarterfinal, yeah. but they have to put in a good performance. And I think if if I were you in this in this situation, you picked Harry Kane as the man to watch in this group, I would have thrown a curveball and said that it was Roberto Martinez as the man to watch. We're doing players to watch. Yeah. No, I agree. But I agree with if, that. If Martinez slips up here, it's a huge opportunity lost because this Belgium team may not get better. Yeah, it's the golden generation for them. I think it's down to their mentality. Um, obviously, they they came up short against Argentina last World Cup. Uh, they struggled in Euros. I mean, they they didn't they struggled 
to their standards, um, you know, change a manager. So I think, I still think there's a question mark around the manager position at, at Belgium in, in Belgium. I think, I think you're spot on there. I think Martinez is a, it has a lot of pressure. It's a big, it's a big thing to watch there. So, um, but we, we do both think that Belgium have the talent for first place with England second. And now on to, you know, I jumped a little bit forward before now on to group H our final group to discuss um, here in part two of our World Cup preview. Colombia, Poland, Senegal, Japan. This group is not awesome. not only two through four wide open to me. I think one through four. You could. I think one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think more so one through three. So we're we're throwing Japan out right away. I I I mean I I I have. I'm not criticizing you too much. I haven't finished them fourth. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, they're one of those teams that, you know, they don't have that star-studded player really to, um, or multiple, you know, like they have like a couple bright spots, but they're more of a team unit uh, that you know, that could make make a surprise, you know, surprise you there, um, here or there. But I, I just think in this group, it's not going to be meant to be. Um and maybe they finish above. Maybe they finish third, but I think fourth is is fitting for them. Uh, who do you have in third? I believe third. I have given third to uh, a team. But before I before I say that, let's go back real quick. Group G missing player in the golden generation for Belgium. Maron Fellaini makes it over Roger Mangolan. Absurd. One word and one word. I want your one word, and we're moving on. We forgot to do it. We went back. Baffling. There we go. I have third place in Group H, Poland. Robert Lewandowski, I'm taking him on a mental trip here. He is. He wants to move. He's playing for a move. I think that could overshadow what he has to do to lead this team. Um, we mentioned Japan. They don't have the best team up and down. I don't think they're a worry. They have, you know, Kagawa. Okazaki, they have Maya Yoshida to, you know, the, the prominent players. Um, for Poland, not that it is just Lewandowski. They do have talent elsewhere, but he is the guy for them. And I think that it could, the fact that he wants to move away from Bayern Munich, he wants to move from Bayern Munich where he can go and win. He wants to win Champions Leagues. He wants move to a Real Madrid type team Mm -hmm. that's going to win so I think that can honestly overshadow what he does here I have Senegal finishing second so you have Colombia, Senegal, Poland Japan Yes. interesting what is your group H looking like? how do you want me to go about it? do you want me to do 4-1? to do 4-1, to let's do it that way Japan, 4 3 Senegal 2 Columbia. Knew that was coming. One Poland. I have Poland winning the group. I think that this is it. This is, I think, the last real chance that we're going to see Lewandowski really be at it um, in his top form. Uh, I think that he is going to carry this team. I like not carry. I mean, they have bright players, but I, th- I think they've been improving, uh, and. And they had a good qualifying campaign. I, I I like them. I don't know. I just something about it. Something about Poland. I'm feeling. Um, but yeah, come on, Robert Lewandowski, win the group. Come to Chelsea. 
Colombia, they had a rough. They they barely made it. They just made it. But again, one they have James Rodriguez, who has been on uh, he on the up after uh, a loan move to Bayern from Real Madrid. He's been sort of the guy there. Uh, one of the guys there, uh, more important than he was at Real Madrid. And he's shown why. He's been excellent uh, for Bayern. Uh, and Senegal, I think they have some bright players. You this gotta, team is so strong. The Senegalese roster, it, I, I, I have to see so, them getting through. They it's have, so surprised. It's it, like you don't think about it. When right. you look at it, it's like, okay, you have Sadio Mane up yeah. top, right? You have Idrissa Gay in midfield, Cheku Kuyate. Um, you have Mane up top, of course. You have... Uh, a couple other options playing center forward or out on the wing, you know, Kete Balde from uh, Napoli. I think I'm getting that right. Maybe not. Um, you have Doof. You have um, Sako. You have Mbe Nian. In defense, you have Koulibaly. Don't think I got the emphasis on the syllables right there. Yeah, well, at least you didn't try this the first name. You know, like Kaladu, yeah, I, I decided to throw that one out the window. But this team, the Senegalese team is strong, and I think that they could be um, the African nation that, that that continent is rooting for because of um, how far I think they can go. Yeah, I mean, by no means. I think one, like one through three, like I said, that's really tight. I think Senegal could be a team if they, um, I mean, they don't really have the experience in the World Cup. So that could be their. That's probably their biggest downfall. But if that if that uh, if they overcome that, you know, they could be a team that wins this group. You know, Colombia has struggled, as you said. You know, you've stated your reasons why you um, have concerns over Poland even getting out of the group. So you know, we could even see them not make it. So I think this group can go either way. I mean, it's very much a group of death. Um. I yeah, but I mean. And I think I knew going into it, this would probably be our most disagreed disagreed upon uh, of the groups. But it's it's going to be very exciting. My player to watch in this group, besides you know, I I talked about Lewandowski and how I don't think he's going to have a good World Cup. Um, so I don't want to I don't want to single him out um, and say he's the one to watch. But um, Juan Cadrado for uh, for Colombia. I think he's a guy that needs to play well. Um, what they do at striker will be interesting. They have options, uh, whether it's Falcao or Carlos Baca. They have talent. Um, James Rodriguez is going to play well. He's going to try to build. Hopefully his confidence is high. He's going to build off of that reputation that he made in a World Cup. He wants to lead his nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah, I'll go many... with Quadrado to to be the guy to watch there. Almost, he, he could even see James maybe having his own little chip on his shoulder because he could have very much been the player of the World Cup last last time around. He yes, was, he was incredible. I think because they didn't make it past the quarterfinal, that's where he he lost out. Right. Um, I just want to make a quick point while we're on it. Kaita Balde played for Lazio. Eh. Light for, blue, right? And well, well, played for Lazio. He um, that was where he finished his youth career, and then played plenty uh, for a while for them uh, and the senior team. And now he is at Monaco. Oh, it was so close. Yeah, was uh, I though? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to know who I'm thinking of because I'm thinking of someone for Napoli, but <laughs> that's not important right well, now. Koulibaly's on Napoli. 
Yeah, that so. could be it. Hope that's that's a bit of a stretch. But um, before we linger on too long and fall down the rabbit hole, let's wrap this up. Um, this has been part two of our World Cup preview. Two out of five. Two out of five. Yeah, we got the round of sixteen coming up next. Uh, well, we're gonna look uh, as we already stated in the last one who we are, who our matchups were. Uh, do you want to sort of go through our matchups? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so who do you have? What are your matchups out of these following four groups? So I have Brazil facing Mexico, which I do as well. Belgium facing Senegal, and I have Belgium, Colombia. Okay. Then I also have Germany and Costa Rica right. and Colombia and England. And then I have Serbia, Germany, England versus Poland. Okay. So we both have some exciting matchups that are a bit different, but um, we will discuss our full predictions moving on uh, in the next three episodes. Yeah, and just make sure again to follow us at Penalty Spot Pod and look for us on Facebook. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. And again, let us know who you think is going to win the World Cup and why. If we get some good answers, we're going to focus on them in our uh, podcast as the World Cup is underway.